bed rotting, chicken nugget burglary, and another stupid TikTok trend. This ain't your mama's podcast. It's the Chico Demanwell Show. Let's get it. So, today makes notes the 20-year anniversary of the massive blackout that struck Metro Detroit in the Northeast that left 50 million people without power. That's right, 5-0-0-0-0-0-0-0. 50 million motherfuckers was without power. And I don't, I, I vividly recall the event, like things that happened during, what the fuck, 2003? I was like 11 years old. So it's like I don't I don't perfectly recall the events of that shit, but I do remember and it was pretty fucking crazy. It's like the power was out for like a week, like five days or some shit. It was out for quite a while. Long enough for people to start fucking looting shit. Like people was rushing to get gas, like everybody was running it was generators running like you had like two or three houses on the block. They got fucking power because they running generators and shit, but nobody else does. <laughs> and I remember just like when when I was a kid growing up, we had like the storm door on the outside in front of the door that actually like opens to the inside of the house. And we just had that storm door lock and we were just sitting there getting around by candlelight and shit and fucking it was a crazy ass time. Like people on my block was like People in my neighborhood was, you know, we live kind of close. I live by Harper Woods, Gross Point, and that's like the suburbs of Detroit. And it's pretty much as soon as you step into that area, you can sense the no-nonsense approach towards everything. So, you know, it was a hell of a time. I seen it on Channel 4, click on Detroit. They brought it up. Footage shows. It was like a WDIV, which is uh, NBC News. Or NBC in Detroit or whatever. Said it was a typical summer day until a matter of minutes, 50 million people were without power. And that was 20 years ago. It's fucking crazy. It's let you know how quick time flies. And I look back and talk about some shit from 20 years ago when I was there. Like, it's it's a little bit eye-opening. But, you know, it's cool. It's, it's uh, shit, time does go on. 
I'm gonna just read a little bit of this because this is a fucking super lengthy ass article, and I I really wasn't even gonna do this, but I just figured it'd be nice to touch on in the beginning and shit because it was just a hell of an event. I'd never seen anything like that. I seen the power go out for a couple hours, you know, maybe a day. But for so many people to be fucked in such a widespread fashion was like something that was unprecedented to me. So so we're talking about the Northeast 2003 blackout. By 4.15 on August 14, 2003, millions of people had lost power after a tree branch in Ohio sparked an outage that reached seven other states in Canada. Now, that's fucking crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that a tree branch fell and caused all of this nonsense. Like, when you think about how fragile the system really is like if a fucking broken tree branch can put out power for 50 million people and like in a whole section of the country that's a regional blackout like people from michigan to new england had intermittent phone service no lights no air conditioning in the summer heat more than 100 power plants were shut down and hospitals and prisons were forced to operate on backup generators amtrak operations were down between detroit and dearborn michigan and uh, pontiac michigan Blackout caused chaos and immobilized much of New York City. Flights were canceled and commuters had to sleep on steps, hitchhike, or walk home as trains were powerless and gas pumps stopped working. This was all happening less than two years after the September 11 terrorist attacks. So, of course, you know, people are connecting dots or whatever. They say it was a tree branch. Like, well, I I will never fucking know. Like, they'll tell us anything. Like, maybe back then, maybe at least the... uh Media might have been a little motivated to, what, at least lie convincingly, come up with some at least good sounding bullshit, but not so much today. Like, they would tell us anything. So if that shit happened today, it could have been because a motherfucker, the motherfuckers were playing poker on their lunch break and they said, bro, if you lose, you got to shut down the Northeast. It's like, bet. But if I win, you got to shut down the West. Okay. Got three of a kind. Flush. Oh, shit. And motherfuckers had to shut down the power for 50 million motherfuckers over a bad beat. Like, <laughs> uh, the outrage, the outage was fixed for most by about within a day. Not, not here. Wasn't, wasn't a day here for sure. But it had lasting effects and caused hundreds of millions of dollars in damage, which essentially means nothing. Natural disasters cause hundreds of millions of dollars in damage, but the shit all gets fixed like, Everything's always been getting more expensive since everything got better. So I don't really... Then they say it costs hundreds of millions of dollars of damage. Like, who had hundreds of millions of dollars sitting around to pay for this shit? You know, I'm not an economist by any by any stretch. But, you know, that's just what I think of when I hear that kind of shit. Like, hundreds of millions of dollars in damage. What the fuck does that mean? That doesn't mean a goddamn thing as far as I'm concerned. Hang on, we gotta do some shit. We gotta do a little shit here. All righty. So yeah, they time I watch WDIV footage, Paula Tutman, nah, I'm not, and you know, it's all these different takes, uh, Rob Maloney, I remember him, doo, 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 doo. who else, Michigan Public Service Commission report, oh, you can read that part, that'll probably be, have some, some substance to it, something worth talking about. The Michigan Public Service Commission shared the following report on the blackout of August 14, 2000, uh, oh, fuck no. This is a 114-page document. No. <laughs> View on Scribe. Well, yeah, if you want to go to clickondetroit.com, the article is 20 years ago, Massive Black Eye has Metro Detroit, Northeast, leaving 50 million without power. It was just funny to look back on that shit now, you know, as as a full-grown adult who uh who lived through that shit. 
and just kind of be amazed at how how big of an event that really was. Like as an eleven year old kid, like you can't really put that shit in perspective in terms of like how much of a big deal that shit was for people or how much of a big deal it was just as an event overall. But uh, I haven't heard of 50 million people losing power like due to the grid, not like some type of earthquake or some natural disaster or some shit. I haven't heard of that happening in fucking ever since then. So yeah, I just thought it would be a little... uh. Nice little memoir as I was looking around for some stories to, to, to comment on and just open up talking about how 20 years ago, 50 million people lost power. And it was probably one of the funnest times to be alive. I remember it. And um, if I could do it again, I wouldn't. But if it happened again, oh, yeah, we have a lot of I know exactly what I'm doing. We'll have a lot of fun this time around. Courtesy of Fox Cleveland, WJW, Jeremy Tanner. Experts warn about bed rotting trend. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, I happen to hear about this on the Matt Walsh show. It's, uh, pretty fucking stupid. As you can, um, probably already guess just from the sound of it, but bed rotting is basically... When you devote an entire day to just sitting in bed, eating in bed, watching TV in bed, scrolling Facebook in bed, masturbating alone in bed, you know, that's what uh, that's what bed writing is. And it's become a trend. And even before for like for one, I'm surprised they don't find this insensitive to people who are bedridden, like who can't get out of the bed. And like if you're familiar slightly with anybody who uh is bedridden, you understand that like you have to turn them over certain periods of time because laying in the bed in one position for extended periods will give you bed sores. Like you have to move. You cannot just have constant pressure against any part of your body. But with all that being said, let's read the article. It may sound like a painful medical condition, but the TikTok trend of bed riding is actually a form of self-care, some claim. See, yep, told you it probably came from TikTok. The practice involves spending a day in bed, scrolling through social media, binge streaming one favorite show, sleeping or doing other relaxing activities. So bed riding is just kind of just, just always been around. It's just never had such a term with such a negative connotation associated with bed riding. I just presume any time spent in bed is just dead time. Like, like you're just riding, you're riding away. Like it's just such a nihilistic undertone to that whole shit. Younger generations are really embracing this concept of soft living, being able to live a more stress-free life. According to one TikTok video, it shows a young woman in a gray sweater lying in bed, a calico cat kneading her back. Quote, it's time with yourself and your loved ones in bed. And it's intentional. So we're definitely for it. So like, what, what's this supposed to solve? Like, that, that's what really confuses me. I'm trying to figure out, like, like so... I'm pretty sure people were casually lounging in bed long before this was recognized as a trend. So, like, now that it's trendy, I mean, like, what, what does it do? Okay, so you, you take your day off and you spend it in bed and you don't go outside, get any sunlight, do anything. You know, you just sit in bed and then what? Just, like, 
somebody from Amazon come off and drop you a genie lamp and like you get three wishes? Do you like feel better the following day? Like, do you, is it like a form you fill out and you get 25 bucks a day for doing, like how, what's the incentive besides just being a sedentary gelatinous blob watching shit you don't care to watch and scrolling through shit you've already seen? Um, at least one sleep scientist is fully on board. There's a new trend called bed rotting, and it's actually perfect. PhD candidate Vanessa Hill said in a TikTok video. Okay, so we should already know, like, if you look for if you look to TikTok for your advice on, you know, life in general, that's a bad idea. Like time and time again it's been proven to just be a bad idea. The shit is clearly questionable. Like if it's if it's trending on TikTok, I wouldn't give a fuck if it was like planting corn or something like something beneficial for everybody, like something that everybody should really know how to do, how to change it. Like well, why don't some shit like that trend? Even if it was that and it came from TikTok, I'm gonna just automatically assume it's it's inherently dangerous and just not even acknowledge it. Shit's dumb, man. So uh, yeah. Bed rotting is when they do literally nothing but lay in bed. It's the end of optimization and anti-productivity because you are wasting away under a blanket and the nothingness is your best life. I'm a sleep scientist who fact checks a lot of trends and I'm here to tell you that bed rotting is 100% backed by science. What? What? Like, what did motherfucker just say? I'm a sleep scientist who fact checks a lot of trends. And I'm here to tell you that bed rotting is 100% backed by science. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. Other experts say the practice is more complicated than that, however. Bed rotting can become a problem if you're doing it in the context to avoid something or you feel like you are not physically or emotionally available to get out of bed. Emily Mudd, PhD, a child psychologist at Cleveland Clinic's Children's said in a statement. For example, if you're staying in bed because you're anxious about something or you're doing it to avoid a social interaction. Mudd recognized that feeling seemingly endless pressure to be productive can overwhelm people, especially kids, and that it can be a good thing to take a day off to rest one's body and mind, which has probably been the consensus on, you know, not being burned out since burnout was acknowledged as something that you know was affecting people like yeah you need it everybody needs a day off and just kind of just not be in survival mode or just be in attack mode sometimes motherfuckers just need a moment to just you know let the cards fall as they may you know kick your feet up and i had nobody demanding shit from you and you just chill you know but to sit here and call it bed riding just puts a, a a negative twist on something that's like not supposed to be that way. I lost, oh well, I got one right here. Mud, uh, no, bada bada bada. Using bed riding as the first solution to cope with something in life, however, can lead to social isolation, which is a risk factor for depression and anxiety. Duh. <laughs> if you're a parent and your child has been spending significant periods of times in bed, that is a raise for concern, Doctor Mud said. Children have social, developmental, and emotional needs that cannot be met by being solitary in bed. They have activity-based needs, like being with peers and academic learning. 
And all of the rest is important. These activities are crucial for social, emotional, and cognitive development. Parents who think their children are showing symptoms of a mental health disorder like depression or anxiety are encouraged to get help from a medical professional. Okay, so unpopular opinion on that shit. Like, it's not, I don't think it's a fucking medical condition. I don't think it's a mental health condition. I think it's a laziness condition. Okay? Like, there's nothing inherently bad about spending a day in bed not doing shit. If it's your off day, especially if you spend the rest of your time being active or doing something productive. Yeah, you don't have, you know, it's seven days in a week. You know, that's, even, even the Lord took a day to rest. Okay? And he's the Lord, like he's the, the, the omnipotent, all divine, all powerful being, you know, with divinity beyond human comprehension. And even he said, like, damn, man, I'm just trying to sit down for a second, bro. Shit. But, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, it just kind of amazes me how how fucking how soft everything is and how soft everything's gotten. Like, motherfuckers, and, and just how nihilistic the attitude has become. Like, bed rotting. Like, the time that's supposed to be used for rejuvenation and, and replenishment and all that shit is now considered rotting away. Like, if that's the case, why just limit it to the bed? Like, what about the other 8 to 16 hours a day you spend doing anything? You know, you're still just rotting away. You're in a constant state of aging. You know, so like, what's the difference? Like, why why is the, is the bed rotting? Like, that's just so negative. Like, when I hear that shit, like, it does not sound like a positive, fulfilling, fun activity. Like, it sounds miserable. Bed rotting. Hey, uh, hey, hey, babe, you want to come over to my house and bed rot? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't come. I'm already rotting in my bed. No, it's okay. You want to bed rot on the phone together while we scroll Instagram? Oh, I'm already scrolling TikTok. Okay, it's no problem. I'll scroll TikTok. Okay, let's do it. Let's bed right in TikTok. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. It's so pathetic, man. And it's just like, it's, um, I don't, when I hear shit like this and I see shit like this, I don't have a lot of faith in the future. I don't have a lot of faith in the next generation because, uh, and I had to learn this lesson late. So it's not like I'm really in a position to be really telling somebody some shit but you know these motherfuckers are, are just they're not gonna be able to handle anything all it's gonna take is for one core element of life to alter change fall apart something and they're fucked they are absolutely fucked do you hear me they don't stand a snowball's chance in hell because every time something goes wrong they reach out to the world. Like, I mean, I get it. We, we, we need help. But, like, the help is there because we all know everything can't be done by ourselves. Not just because shit is hard. Like, we don't have help just to make everything easy. We have help to make things possible. And I think that's a very important distinction that a lot of people fail to make. Out of ignorance or out of negligence or out of whatever reason. Excuse me. This shit ain't easy. Not one bit. They're complaining about the difficulty. Certainly isn't going to make it. It's complaining about the difficulty alone. Certainly won't make it any easier. 
Like, there's motherfuckers just gonna have to learn that sometimes you just gotta pull yourself up by the bootstraps and suffer a little bit. You gotta fucking suffer. Because times get hard. Let me see this. <laughs> I guess it was I saying. Times get hard. Oh, shit. I have to go out there and watch suits. Times get hard, but if, if you can't handle some shit like this, like if you can't handle, if, if you if you gotta have a, a day called bed rotting, even if it's like some type of ironic joke, if that's your idea of like comfort, soothing, I guess I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you want to call it. Then um, I guess if it works for you, more power. But I personally find it pathetic. I find it soft, and I find it a byproduct on the attack on masculinity, which is starting to plague our society like like fucking like the pandemic it's It's out of control. Courtesy of ABC for Utah, Megan Brugger. Uh, a man is facing a felony charge after allegedly breaking into a meeting house for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and stealing chicken nuggets. Bro. Tell me a nigga broke into the church for some chicken nuggets? There's so many questions, but I'm, I'm going to try to save them. I'm going to read more of the article and, and save the questions. Um... Daniel Jason Coleman, 49, was arrested for burglary, a third-degree felony. On Saturday, August 12th, the Provo Police Department reportedly received a call about a man entering a church building at 1560 South and 1100 West in Provo. The caller told police that the man identified as Coleman had been wandering through the neighborhoods in the area looking into cars and backyards, according to Provo Police. When officers arrived at the scene, they located a single unlocked door while all other doors were repeatedly secured. The lights were off and it did not appear to be regular church hours. There was no one else in the building, according to Provo Police. Upon entering the building, officers found Coleman searching through cabinets in the kitchen. Uh, I observed Coleman place a bag of frozen chicken nuggets back inside the fridge, and he removed, three, he removed three to four chicken nuggets from the microwave and was eating them, as an officer reported in the probable cause statement. Coleman reportedly told officers he had taken the chicken nuggets from the fridge and eaten them. Officer said because that that because Coleman had unlawfully entered a church without a legitimate reason to be there, and because he admitted to taking food that was not his from the building, he was booked into the Utah County Jail. I mean, this is actually kind of sad. Like, I'm sure a dog was just hungry as fuck. Like, you got to be hungry as fuck to break into a church and be skulking around neighborhoods, like, looking in cars and shit for a fucking, like, why not just go to, like, a store, a convenience store, 7-Eleven? This motherfucker went inside a church. <laughs> this motherfucker went inside a church and got caught eating fucking chicken nuggets. Now he's going to prison. 
Now, I understand you should get some kind of punishment. You should absolutely be punished for breaking into the church. But it's like, man, this motherfucker needs to just, he just needs to do like a year in jail or something, man. Or like, give him like 180 days or something like that. You know, be kind of stiff. But like, he didn't steal nothing of no value. Like, if he didn't broke into the church, he could have been taking anything. He could have been taking like computers. He could have been taking fucking, uh... Just Bible, anything. Like, he could have been taking anything. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got something to talk about on the break. But, yeah, he could, like, just, just for some fucking chicken nuggets. I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess it's just because I feel bad for the guy. Because I guess my knee-jerk reaction is that if you go in there and you get caught eating nuggets, and I, you know I keep saying that shit, but you had to be hungry as fuck, bro. Sorry, I had to uh, multitasking. Yeah, okay. I got something to tell this guy. Yeah, we'll t- talk about this on the next segment. But yeah, I mean, it's, that's, I just feel bad, but it's just fucked up. Like, I just seen a headline talking about a guy breaking into church, eating, and got arrested for some chicken nuggets. And I was like, what the fuck? That shit was just bizarre as hell, man. I couldn't even believe that shit. But uh, yeah, I feel bad for my mans. And, um, but, uh, Next time you want some chicken nuggets, bro, come to my house. I'll give you some fucking chicken nuggets. You don't have to break into church and get a fucking third-degree felony on your record. They might be expired chicken nuggets, or they might taste like shit. But I suppose in any instance, if you're willing to break into church and get it, they'll be better than nothing. <laughs> All right, I don't know if this is WUSF or WFSU. Or the... Give a fuck. But Florida law enforcement agencies scrambled to find solutions to a TikTok trend. What do you know? Let's read. According to the National Insurance Crime Bureau, since 2021, car thefts have risen in the state of Florida by 6%. The Sunshine State now ranks fourth in the nation for stolen vehicles. Hmm. A lot of stolen vehicles and shit, huh? Wonder why that is. On Tuesday, 28-year-old Monet Hill fell victim to an attempted car robbery at her apartment complex in Tallahassee. She says she locked her doors and removed her belongings, but that was not enough to save her 2010 Hyundai Sonata from being targeted. Excuse me. Twice. I saw all my stuff on the floor. It was rummaged through as if they were trying to steal everything. Then I went over to the driver's side and my dash was cracked. Honestly, I was upset. I suppose that's a rational way to, you know, feel about that. More than half a million cars in Florida need this fix. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, a viral TikTok challenge done in 2021 exposed Hyundai and Kia's lackluster security software. Hmm. Okay, interesting. In February, the agency reported that the automakers failed to install anti-theft immobilizers for most of its models. Since then, Hyundais and Kias have become easy targets for car thieves. Last month, vehicle analytics companies like Carfax have begun partnering with the manufacturers to solve the problem. Patrick Olson, Carfax editor-in-chief, told WFSU the company is doing its best to spread the word. 
What Carfax is doing is we are providing information on our vehicle history reports that let people know if they're considering one of these cars used. We will tell you whether or not the work has been to been done, fi been fixed, done to fix that car. These fucking weird ass wordings in the text like this shit says whether or not the work has been to fix, done to fix that car. The fuck? Uh, how do you become eligible for compensation? Back in May, Hyundai Motors and Kia America reached a $200 million settlement for car theft victims. The automakers agreed not to only update the victim security software, but also compensate for any damage done to the vehicle, items stolen, and supply a free steering wheel lock for an added layer of protection. You can call your local Hyundai or Kia dealership. It doesn't mean, need to be the dealership where you bought the car at. Any dealership will help you, said Olson. Tell them your vehicle identification number and they will tell you if your car needs the work done. You can set an appointment. It takes about one hour and the work will be done at completely no charge to you. As of last week, Florida remains second only to California with 502,000 vehicles still needing to be serviced. If you are a Hyundai or a Kia owner, these models are eligible for a software upgrade. Yeah, and I read all that. Clearwater Police Department urges motorists to avoid leaving valuables such as car keys, purses, and garage openers inside unlocked vehicles. WFSU spoke with CPD's Rob Shaw. He says too many people are not adhering to the recommendations. Two nights ago, we had about a dozen unlocked vehicle burglaries in one townhome complex, and basically, this would probably be probably be young juveniles going car to car. If your door is locked. You're fine. They just go on to the next one. While locking car doors may seem like a simple task, a study done by Tallahassee police showed that 85% of car burglaries in the state capital involved unlocked vehicles. Okay, so like, I'm mad they don't really elaborate to like what the TikTok trend is, what it's called, like how to notice it. Like, you know, it just kind of just, just open up about it but safety tips like basic shit like who the why the fuck does somebody got to tell you to lock your car i guess one thing if you live in some type of little small town you ain't got no neighbors or whatever and it's like you don't want to lock your car you don't want to lock your doors you want to feel safe it's always risky but at least like unless it's some meth-induced drunken bandit wandering through cornfields at one in the morning and thinks you thinks your house is his house or some shit you most likely good. And it's so quiet out in an area like that. You would hear that shit. You would hear that motherfucker coming. But like, I'm, I really do. I'm glad I don't use TikTok. So when, when trends like this arise, I don't know about them. Like, I don't see them. It's not a thing to me. But... Breaking into people's cars, stealing cars. Like, how can something like that trend? I don't... Like, I think people know breaking into cars is illegal. It's wrong. You shouldn't do it. I've done it when I was a teenager. But both cars I stole had the fucking doors unlocked. Which is... Which is commensurate with the with the statistic that they provided.
So people should lock their doors, but they don't. And I think that's on them. Like you gotta, if you don't lock your door, you know, even if you just run into the gas station, like it's like leaving the front door to your house open. Anybody can walk in that shit. What's the point of having a lock to not use it? Like even if you don't care about what's inside the car, what's the point of having the lock to not use it? If you seriously don't want to lock your car door, disable the motherfucker. Just disable the lock. Remove that shit. But I just don't think something like this could trend. I think it's it's for one, TikTok in America is evil. You talking about fucking bed rotting. No, TikTok is rotting. TikTok is absolute fluff. That shit is nothing. But it's it's seriously evil. That shit exists to 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 ruin the culture. Because if we had a strong culture, shit like breaking in the cars couldn't trend. Like that shit would never be popular. You would never see people openly bragging about breaking in the cars, posting it on any social media network, and not only posting it, then it like catching steam. You would never see that, ever, but... The culture in America is deteriorating rapidly day by day with men being women, women being men, and with fucking, you know, people on social media making it some type of game to vandalize and destroy people's cars to the point to where a car company got to agree to update the goddamn security system in the car, you know, free of charge. Because people keep getting their shit stole, like. Another thing that needs to happen is like, what's the record on arrests? Like, these people need to be caught and in prison for a long time. They need to steepen the penalty for fucking car theft. If you get caught in a stolen vehicle, you get caught with a stolen vehicle, if there's footage of you unauthorized in a stolen vehicle, if these cars start having dash cams and shit in them, they like activate whenever a door opens. Like, fucked. This extreme displays of lawlessness where some shit like this can even trend. Like, the police department should be investigating that. And I'm sure they are. But like, once some shit like that in a 2021 trend, like, man, motherfucker, ends it. <laughs> Mm-hmm, man, it's just it's just all more reason to not like living in the city, especially after coming from Vegas. Like, if I was, to, if I, I, I'm certainly going back out west. Like, I don't want to stay in Michigan. I just don't, not for long. Maybe I'll go to Mexico at some point once I finally finish learning how to speak Spanish. But I'm going back out west. I don't want to be I just kind of want to be near a casino Near a poker room But I do not want To be anywhere near a city Like the city is just out for me 
this urban environment. Like, it's just too dense. It's too unnatural. It's too complicated. It's too much going on. Life could be so simple. Life is simple. And I like to keep it simple. I like to live in a place where some stupid ass shit like breaking into people's cars and rummaging through their shit is not a trend. That's where I want to live. I want to live in like a suburb or at least where I complain about that shit. Somebody gives a fuck. Or I want to live like rural. Like I don't need no whole lot of shit. I build me a gym in my basement or some shit. Grow me some food. Raise a family. <laughs> like quiet, ducked off. Culture, peace, harmony, happiness. There's just too many upsides. Motherfucker talking about try that in a small town. Wait, before you go to that small town, let me move to it. I don't, I don't want to be in urban environments no more. Like that shit just ruins my soul. Like it's just, I don't, I don't. I, I'm strong enough to fight off a particular degree of temptation, but like to have it to that volume, to that consistency, to that, man, it's, it's you know, it's a lot. And why have it if it's unnecessary? I'm tired of TikTok trends, bro. I'm really tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about like st stupidity and shit ruining the culture man like we are nothing right now we are nothing we can't even nail down biological facts honesty and like truth like we struggle with that for some reason It really, I'm not often speechless about anything, but it's like shit like this when I really think about it, when I try to think about what I want to say about it, and I think of like how far I've come in my life and how many things I've seen and the understanding that I have now and like why things need to happen, why things need to be a certain way, how to walk a fine line, like we just too good for our own benefit right now. And it's the best time to be alive, but like, you know, maybe just in terms of the, of the ease of life and convenience of things. But like, culture-wise, I think this is the worst time to be alive. It's the worst. Like, everybody's just everything. And I've done a lot of self-development work over the years. And one quote that sticks with me, it says, be the change you want to see in the world. So that's why I be done doing a lot of shit. Maybe not 100% done, but like 98% done. Like I'm human. 
And I'm not going to deny my human element for everybody. However, I have a reputation to uphold, especially with the way my past is and the things I've said and done. I am, there's an expectation of me that I place upon myself because I need, for one, I have to distinguish that I'm not who I used to be and that who I'm becoming is a much more valuable and resourceful person. Because that's the change I want to see in the world. I don't want to see and read about motherfuckers breaking into cars because TikTok told them to do so. Or people like rotting in bed because life is fucking hard and we workers are underpaid and all this shit. It's like, all right. All right, man. I hear you. So what are you going to do about it, bro? You've had ample fucking time to complain. What the fuck are you going to fucking do about it? You crybaby ass bitch. What are you going to do about it? Be the change you want to see in the world. and Quit fucking talking about it. And stop breaking into cars and breaking all kind of laws. Because, you know, because you can. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Stop being a fucking TikTok slave, you moron. You... You low, you low hanging fruit. You fucking minute level operating ass human. Tertiary character ass, non playable character, space occupying, dead minded ass fool. Gallivanting. Get the fuck out of the way. Get on board or get out the way. Because we we got we got work to do, and that's and we. And, it ain't about when you ready. We need to do it now. So people will get their lazy ass out of bed and stop breaking into people's cars for recreation because it's fucking stupid. And it's wrecking the car. They also need to ban TikTok too. That's what I meant to say. Like, they got rid of TikTok, man. I wouldn't give a fuck. Fuck TikTok, man. TikTok is the worst thing to happen to social media. It's the worst and it comes from China. And if you legal, if you look at the TikTok in China, they shit don't look like ours. TikTok in China is productive and valuable, and like it's, it's shit you want to see and hear on it. It ain't this goofball ass nonsense, motherfuckers throwing a dog off of bridges and shit, and and and. and <laughs> Promoting trans ideology, everybody's an authority on everything, everybody telling you how to think, feel, behave, what's appropriate, what's not, ranting and pouring out to the world all they fucking insecurities and shit. I will say this for the 1,236,455th time. You know what? No, I won't. No, I won't. That's one time too many. Because y'all know. Everybody should know by now. Everybody does know. TikTok needs to go. TikTok trends need to go. I haven't heard of one good TikTok trend ever. Ever. You remember that time motherfuckers was sucking their mouth in the goddamn glass and busting the blood vessels in their lips to look like Kylie Jenner? I mean, people was dumping buckets of ice on their head and shit. 
You remember when people was doing that lacking challenge? Motherfucker just walk up on you and draw a gun and you got to draw a gun back. I could go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, that shit is dangerous. That shit is destructive. It comes from TikTok. It's, it's anti-American Chinese propagandist toxicity meant to erode the culture and it's working and it needs to be stopped. Be the change you want to see in the world. It starts with you. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Uh, sorry for what my best work. I've been kind of foggy and a little struggling with motivation a little bit these past couple days, but uh, you know, I'm going uh, to stick it to this laziness spell that I'm going through or whatever and I'm going to get back. Today was not the best show. I will not even front about it, but you know, sometimes we're going to have good shows. Sometimes we're going to have great shows, you know, so I'll do better next time. Uh, aside from that, that's all I got. Until next time, I'll holler.